Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. In a few hours uh, from now, the CSO will publish its latest assessment of the economic well-being or not for each county in Ireland. Three years ago, average disposable incomes in Donegal and Longford were two-thirds that of the capital. It's expected to show that Dublin is still way ahead of the regions, but it may also say that there is plenty of investment outside the capital, especially from the IDA and local development offices. John Daly is an economist with the Northern and Western Regional Assembly and is on the line. Good morning, John. Morning, John. Thanks very much for having us on the show. Very good to hear from you. Uh, John, we know the figures for 2021, almost three years ago. Do you think that the income disparity will have gotten worse when we hear the up-to-date figures at 11am? Yes, I, I think so, Joe, and it's uh, based on other kind of metrics that we've seen and other kind of, I suppose, assessments from international bodies, such as whether it be the European Commission and their annual reports in Ireland or the OECD and recent research on regional development in Ireland. Uh, it is likely that the figures that are going to be emerging for the 2022 period uh, are going to show that regional disparities in Ireland uh, have been rising or at least remain relatively uh, higher compared to what they were, say, for example, 10 years ago. So just for the context of your listeners, for Project Ireland 2040, Ireland is divided into three regions. So it's basically number one, the eastern midland region, which covers the effectively the greater Dublin area, uh, the southern region of Ireland, which effectively covers Munster in the southeast. And then you have the northern western region of Ireland, which is the region I cover, and effectively is the counties of Connacht, and Ulster and Republic of Ireland. And in recent years, as you pointed out correctly, the gap in disposable income per head of population uh, between the eastern and midland region and the northern western region of Ireland, which is Ireland's most rural-orientated region, has increased notably. It's nearly three times wider uh, than what it was about 10 years ago. And of course, we're, obviously, as you will be well aware, Joe, where income goes, population will follow. Mm. And the census data from 2022, which is the most obviously detailed and up-to-date data that we have on regional development, uh, is consistent has shown that population growth is continuing to be concentrated in or around the eastern side of Ireland. Say so you kind of saw the highest growth rates in or around say commuter belts counties around Dublin, the likes of Meath, Kildare, Wicklow, and and Leash. And as a result of these trends, we're seeing that the eastern midland region of Ireland is counting for nearly fifty five percent of all population growth between this census and the last census, uh, with the rest of Ireland in collectively accounting for forty five percent of growth during this time. And that's completely now, contrary to the targets set out in Project Ireland now, 2040. In in reality, though, uh, the, the investment that is coming into this country is going to uh, uh, to the regions. The latest data from Enterprise Ireland says the majority of jobs created over the past year or so were outside the pale. The IDA, which brings in foreign investors, also attracted more jobs and investments outside Dublin uh, than inside Dublin. Yeah, and that's that, that's correct. And since then, and albeit that ratio of what's outside of Dublin would obviously uh, uh, drop as when you look at, say, for example, when you the commuter belt counties around the Greater Dublin area and even the wider Eastern Midland region. But it's clear uh, the acts of the IDA and Enterprise Ireland make significant contributions in supporting economic activity in regions such as the Northern Western region of Ireland, whether it be through its regional property program or in, in terms of the IDA or Enterprise Ireland Smart Regions uh, uh, Innovation Scheme, which was recently launched and uh, was supported through investment through the Assembly through the European Regional Development Fund. But the figures 
regarding population growth and disposable income figures really illustrate that more needs to be done. And I think the likes of the IDA and Enterprise Ireland could do a lot more of, say, strategic challenges that were being experienced by the northwestern region of Ireland and the lesser degree the southern region were addressed by central government. Yeah. Uh, just to give your listeners a sense of uh, an obvious area that's holding back the northern western region, which would really help the likes of the Enterprise Ireland and IDA in attracting more investment opportunities for our region, is the area of infrastructure deficits. So the European Commission in their latest regional competitiveness index, they actually found that the northern western region of Ireland was ranked 218th out of the 234 EU regions in terms of infrastructure. Of course, uh, infrastructure does, deficits. Does that apply to uh, to roads, rail, buses, um, or, or is it mostly to the, the harder infrastructure such as rail and regular bus services? Yes, yeah, so there, there's three areas that the, 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 the European Commission would rank infrastructure in this regard. So, Firstly, in the area of accessibility to rail, as you touched on, uh, obviously in the area of uh, accessibility to international roads as well, uh, but also in airport connectivity to international uh, uh, flights. Now, of course, uh, they are obviously infrastructure is quite wider, can touch on everything from wastewater infrastructure to digital broadband. Uh, but the index in this regard specifically covers those three transport components. And obviously, as you know, Joe, infrastructure deficits, uh, sizable are, are relatively minor, regardless, will undermine the movement of good services and people. And obviously, that's going to reduce the possibility of delivering investment opportunities to areas such as the West and the Northwest, but, but, which obviously reduces the possibilities now, of higher income levels for is, residents. So isn't, it, it will help the likes of the IDA John, and it isn't depopulation the real risk? The young people, they're drawn to cities where they can earn more money and potentially find a mate, a life partner. So isn't depopulation the real problem that if people can't or don't want to stay in a more remote parts of the country, that they're going to move? And, th- and this is it in terms of, say, for example, we have seen in the latest instances, though, that all of the counties of Ireland, regardless whether it be in the northwest or the west or, or in around the greater Dublin area, has experienced population growth which, of course, is to be welcomed. But unfortunately, what you're seeing is that the population uh, growth has been predominantly concentrated in the eastern midland region. So you're seeing the likes of the west and the northwest share uh, progressively dropping. But that's what uh, what you touched on there, the idea that uh, younger kind of workers are attracted to kind of urban centres for both social and economic reasons. That's what the national planning framework under the Project Ireland 2040 is trying to address right now. And the review will try to address that going forward, i.e., it wants to build up the kind of the urban structure of the likes of the West and the Northwest to provide a kind of credible counterbalance effectively to the greater Dublin area, give people more options mm. in terms of where they can locate in terms of employment, uh, but also from a, a social perspective. And that obviously builds on the, uh, the entire concept of what economists like to refer to as agglomeration economies. They are effectively the economic trends are associated with cities. And one, and and John, and one of the economic trends is remote working. Surely the, the, the Northwest would benefit from you know gorgeous scenery and cheaper cost of living. Why aren't they all kind of working from home? I think it's probably based on the fact that uh, obviously after the pandemic, you would have seen the uh, kind of return to some kind of... Uh, 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 working within the office, uh, but there is obviously an element of flexible working as well. But much of that is kind of, say, three uh, days in, tr- two days out, or some kind of variation of that. So you have to be in, in a reasonable uh, distance of the, obviously, the, the firm where you're working from. 
Uh, that's not obviously the case for everyone, but it, it does generally seem to be the case. And while remote working does offer opportunities in terms of supporting the kind of population targets I would have talked about earlier on, and kind of ensuring that more fair regional distribution right. of uh, population growth, but it is limited to a certain degree given the fact the nature, obviously, of working, remote working policies with certain private companies. Okay. John, thank you so much for, for outlining the challenges faced uh, in the regional economies, but they're still doing okay um, in terms of investment going into them. John, thank you so much. That's John Daly from the Northern and Western Regional Assembly. Back. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.